Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it live with another episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the kings, and the quest as Cabello. See, I didn't scrunch my face that time. See, I had to yeah, clench my did. eyes, but it's a lot of focus to remember that many words really fast, Ryan. I don't want to hear it. So anyway, uh, the last episode, uh, Jarzak went right and we ended up touching some stone monster or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, we found our, our lady in question. We made it to the city and we are trying to get into Ira's holy grotto, you know? So at this point, um, our our friendly lady Chazelle, right? That was her name, right? She was the uh, Shazam gazelle, right? That's her. Anyway, she's, she's dead. I mean, trying to pull off some sort of an aquatic miracle. She managed to get all the guards who had imprisoned you guys here in Ira's setting. Uh, she got them all like, ooh, ah, uh, the rain. And when they, uh, you know, went out to the rain, you guys were freed from your prison cells, made your way off to the temple, hoping to find whatever's at the bottom, freeing the lady, as Anton has been weirdly, uh, divinely magnetized to this location. Uh, unfortunately, Jarzak's hand was also magnetized to a door with a handprint on it that basically said, Iris children can enter here free. And Jarzak's like, that's basically me. Uh, and right so path we never left fails off. us. Yeah, right. No, perfect. The right path, but fucking Jarzak's hand. Anyway, so our party uh, now has two gigantic stone golems, not stone golems, flagstone golems, doesn't matter, pulling off the wall and slowly encircling you as you're in this little sandy kind of alcovey pit that's kind of sinking down into the uh, the the uh, giant rocky hillock here. It's almost kind of like a butte, right? Or a mesa. Yeah, right? Yeah, the giant flat stony structure. That's a butte, right? Mesa. It is a mesa. If it's, if it's a table, it's a mesa. It's not exactly a table, but we all kind of get where I'm going. So anyway, this little path of the gigantic metal door uh, leads deeper within this place. Um, but as the two giant stone golems uh, start curling in on the party, before you guys have the ability to pull weapons or anything, the stone golems just come to a, like a freezing stop and just stand from the walls where they were standing initially and look down at you guys with big, giant, stony faces. It doesn't look like they actually have, like, chiseled faces on them or anything, but it's almost like you kind of complete it, kind of like with the gallop deer that you had met down below the Dwarven Hold. And as you sit here, circled by them, uh, one of the two of them seems to grumble out in a rocky voice and somehow seems to be speaking to you and says, 
be followers of Hira. Anton says, yes. Does oh, I... Are you trying to lie to the rock monster? <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you really trying to lie to the rock monster? Yeah, Anton's nervous. He's definitely going to lie to the rock monster. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Is Anton trying to lie to the rock monster? I'm trying to guess because you just kind of chortled to yourself. And yeah. I don't yeah. know what you were trying to tell. You are? Anton is definitely trying to lie because he's nervous. He had to take off his holy vestments earlier. He's ready for anything. He's, he's, say, he's open usually... goods on God hunting season. <laughs> so, okay. That's just a uh, deception, right? Yeah. Is this first deception check? I think so. Probably. Uh-oh. I'm worried. <laughs> this is going to have some bad consequences. What did you get? 15. Oh, 15? I mean, you say so. And the stone creature, one of the two of them, these things are at least like 10 feet tall, but they're just kind of like, oddly wide and it almost seems like they're like their bodies sort of rearrange and shuffle with the stonework uh as they start to reform themselves after you saying this the one that spoke before uh again speaks and says to enter the holy grotto of era is to understand her cause use this jug to provide water to those deserving it and submit to me the final offering once your task is complete and from its chest, the stones kind of open up like a little stony rib cage as like the fingers sort of like open up here. And inside is a perfect stone jug that looks like it holds probably like five gallons of water. It's hefty, but, you know, it kind of just sits there perfectly as if sculpted by like a master of, of sculpting here. Like it's not like chunky and rocky or anything like that. And the other stone creature here, which seemed to be unraveling, unrolling, and all the stones rearranging, turns around, and on its back are five individual statues, each one with a hollow point somewhere in the statue that has sort of like an offering hole for water. And looking at the vase, the, uh, the big giant jug here that has been handed out, there seems to be like a pouring spigot on here that when tilted, like a watering pail, pours it into a little, little gas pump. <laughs> So, with the instructions in mind, the other stone structure kind of plops to the ground. So each of the statues, about, a, I would say each of the statues is kind of like a diminutive version of a person, but each one of them looks to be about uh, Norhill's like size. You know what I mean? So they're like human sized, but just smaller dimensions. And they're all um, the same? No, each one of them depicts a different kind of character. And so along the line, very quickly here, the first one that you see is a depiction of something of like a, a bloodthirsty looking warlord. He's a guy drenched in viscera. He has weapons, spiked armor, and seems to be standing upon a felled opponent. The next one is what appears to be some sort of a merchant with big stacks of coins all around him. And he has a very greedy and unpleasant look on his face. The next one looks to be a prisoner behind bars, but he too has a very sinister look on his face as if he's up to truly no good. Ryan, why are you laughing? What is no, the matter here? Fine, go ahead. Keep going. What's the matter? No, go ahead. Got two more. Go ahead. 
Hey, man, if somebody wants to keep track of these things, by all means. It's not like I won't be able to reset. You know what? Ryan's dead. Okay. Clica just dropped <laughs> No, dead. no. Not Clica. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going for the top. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the first three. The next one includes a righteous-looking warrior, something like a paladin, holding a holy symbol, uh, as well as adorned with you know armor and a weapon. The next one is a rather pious-looking priest, looking not unlike Anton himself, uh, in like the middle slot here. The last one seems to be a rather rotund and jolly-looking guy who seems to be surrounded by woodland critters, like squirrels and little animals like that. Uh, the next one we have is a very curious-looking child, just an innocent little kid playing with a toy. Next, we have a rather decrepit, disheveled-looking beggar, and the last one in this lineup is a wise-looking scholar carrying a stack of books. But each one of them, somewhere on the statue, has a hollowed-out point with which you could dump the water. And I shall, again, read to you the, the statement that was given to you the first time by the Golems. As I, I would hope you guys maybe want to hear it again. No, uh, Ryan's got it. All right, Ryan, what's the solution? Go ahead. Go for so, it. I mean, Lika lays down in the pool of water and just floats. <laughs> gotta there's let no it all go there's baby no, gotta, there's no, there's no water here. <laughs> gotta, be, gotta become one with the ocean feel the there's motion no of the wave i hate this I mean, wouldn't the water be for everyone can, can you repeat it dan i'm sorry i need to rehear this to enter the holy grotto of era is to understand her cause Use this jug to provide water to those deserving it and submit to me the final offering once your task is complete. Yeah, that wouldn't she want can, the water to be for everybody? Can Anton do a religion check on the statues just to get a better idea if it symbolizes something specific? Are you trying to use a religion check to solve the puzzle? Yeah. Is that wrong? I think it would like to check out how sharp the uh, warlord's fumbled, spiky so armor is. I don't think Anton knows anything about these statues. What, what, <laughs> what is she the god of? The water, the tides, and all that stuff. Okay. I was going to say, over the course of this very long Azkabellan campaign, we've talked about Era enough that I think we've got a pretty good idea of what she's all about. And I'm sure I'm sure there's no penalty for any wrong decisions or any wrong options here. So, trial and error. Uh, does Klika do a backstroke or dead man's float? She was doing dead man's float for sure. Just sort of letting it happen. There's an inexplicable frog in the inexplicable <laughs> pool. And he dances inexplicably. Lika tries to point it out. The frog puts away his hat and cane and stops dancing. Hello, my nigga. Hello, my baby. Hello, my good time. The fact there's no seafarers already tells me this isn't like a black and white kind of thing. <laughs> well, I would say that it's clear to me that the noble warrior is deserving of a drink. Look how he fights in defense of others. I mean, Lika likes the, 
the innocent <laughs> child is probably a good choice too to start. Klinga likes the one with the rabbits. It, yeah. Okay, so we pour some with the uh, jolly rotund <laughs> squirrely man, the righteous warrior, and the child. Uh, I don't know. Klinga's not strong enough to lift up a huge five-gallon neither, jug. Neither is Jarzak. So. <laughs> I will say, the jug itself, when you, I mean, nobody ever said they were picking it up, but once you go to pick it up, it feels light as a feather. Even okay. when it's full? Then... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, Norhill will do the pouring. I mean, you sense it sloshing around in there. You can feel like water is in there. But again, like once you pick it up, it feels like it's a styrofoam like filling in there. Like it's the water is weightless. Wow. Uh, what about you, Anton? Is there anyone you think is deserving of a drink? The only ones not filled in yet are the warlord, the merchant, the prisoner, the priest, the beggar, and the librarian. I mean, the beggar looks pretty thirsty. Started sprawling it all over the statue, not even in the hole, just, <laughs> just stuffing <laughs> rations into the beggar's <laughs> slot. <laughs> <Andrew>, no! <laughs> the golem just slapping you out of the way, like, knock it off! <laughs> like, it just broken things jammed, like, oh, fucking great. Now nobody can go in the temple. No, I, Anton just thinking how you're left to all of them, no matter what. Doesn't matter if they were good or bad, she just kind of disappeared. She did love the warlords quite a lot. I'm just I mean, kidding. they probably used her seed more than anyone else. <laughs> I don't like that. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> I think he would give it to the at least the beggar. Because yeah, I feel like when I'm thinking of like the dichotomy between like the Ascabellans and the Obvians, I didn't get a sense of greed or warmongering from at least their people. What are you trying to say about half your family tree? It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bad man. Uh-oh. I think I'll at least give it to the um, at least give it to the beggar. Yeah. Okay. So again, that leaves behind the warlord, the merchant, the prisoner, the priest, and the librarian. And so, as per the uh, description, or at least the rules uh, given by the golem, it says to offer them the jug once they're completed, the final offering, as it was. And so that the uh, rib cage is still wide open on the beastie. Well, do we end it here? Do we think she would think they're all deserving? They're all her children. Uh, You know, I'll leave this up to Anton. I don't know about this religion stuff. (laughs) Jarzak, devout worshiper of era. Yeah. (laughs) The DL. That's why you're talking to the head priest. You're like, I bring word from the Council of Lords. I'm inclined to agree. These uh, human religions are a little bit beyond me. Where's the rocks and the anvil? How are you supposed <laughs> to build a world without a workbench? 
None of these statues or golems or water jug have a beard. And it's all so confusing. <laughs> I mean, the water jug's got some pubes. Not a lot, but... Why? <laughs> you know, we'd know a lot more about Hira if we knew why. <laughs> like... <gasps> Yeah, I just can't. I'm like toying I mean, with the idea of giving it to all of them. Because wasn't this land, you know, before it all dried out, just had like trees and shit in it? Because she gave her water to everywhere and now it's just trapped to this one city? I don't know. I'm going to go talk water, to my sword some water, more. We already put water in the other ones, right? Is that correct? It's been finished. But water sorry, and water. Do you mean <laughs> so far? Do we water water in the in the noble warrior, the child, the druid, and the beggar. So we still Remember, have I mean, the we, we we poured it in those. That's, that's yeah. Complete. So we still we have still like have... the priest, the warlord, the merchant, and the scholar or the librarian. and the prisoner. Oh yeah, the prisoner. Klig is just petting one of the uh, stone rabbits. That's not just gonna give it to all of them. Now you grow up nice and big. Klika is gonna drink you one day. <laughs> Klika, we don't have to eat all the critters. There was one time we we're out in the wilds. Klika's got a taste for team. it now. Oh, no. uh, just, I think Anton's reasoning is one: they're all people, no matter what. They need water to survive, and just because of what they are in that moment, that doesn't mean what they're going to be in the future. It could change, just like the ocean changes, the water changes, as we thinking. The rains and rivers don't idea. discriminate. I'm just saying, that's, that's Anton's reasoning. <laughs> so he puts the water in all of them and then puts the jug back in the golem. So as you, as you finish pouring into the, the library and the last in the line, uh, the jug is absolutely empty. And so it's just a hollow, empty jug. And so, did you want to bring the hollow, empty jug back to the golem? Well, they did expect something else in return, right? They just said the final mm-hmm. offering. Spit in it. <laughs> go, go, Dune on them. Should we? Should we refill the jug? Oh, cool. Does, does anything happen to those once we fill them? Like, does anything happen to the statues? No. Nothing. Nope. And there's nowhere else to refill it, right? No, unless you wanted to go back up and hang out with the priests. I mean, you mm. gave the water out to all the people. I think it's supposed to be empty. Yeah, I guess so. Santa was thinking he could fill it magically with water. Yeah. You trying to cheat the system? I don't think that'll work here. Like, was that was that the <laughs> illuminator? That's not the power magic? of the right god. So he's not well, gonna do that. This water tastes terrible. <laughs> this water tastes siphon the sorry. water back out. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's just room sparkling water. Yeah, it's just <laughs> sparkling water. They're like, yeah. ah! so what is this foul stuff? Yeah, I guess I'll just put the empty jug in it and hope for the best. Okay. And with that, the statues on the guy's back start to crumble and pull into themselves. And the statue turns around and stands back up again. The rib cage on the one that had the jug seems to close up. And the two of them walk back to the walls. As the one that spoke to you before walks back to the wall, it says, the blessings of Ira are with you. Go to the grotto. 
and the giant metal door begins to lift laboriously as sand begins to kind of pour down into the crevice of the halls beneath. And there you go. See, the so, right path never fails. It's always also easy. Also, just fucking Jared solving that within three seconds. Be like, pour it to all of them. Done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the water's very, like... I mean, right. I mean, that's yeah, that's the takeaway. I mean, you know, from what you guys had See, heard I, of Vera, she's I very remember neutral. some things, just, Dan. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was funny that you shot right out the gate with the right answer, and I'm like, I didn't just read off nine of them, read off the little riddle thing for you to be like, all of them. <laughs> you could have just said option D. No, you don't got to read it again. I got the answer. <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm sorry, Ronnie. I'm sorry, but my favorite part of the whole thing, because I know we always talk about Ronnieisms and things. Oh God, what now? My favorite part was you asking, like, wait a minute, there's no sailor here. <laughs> yeah. And I was hoping that red herring would go somewhere, and everybody would be like, "Where the fuck's the sailor statue?" None of them <laughs> get <guys>. water <laughs> to the ocean. <laughs> Just toss it out of the room. Making, yeah, making one out of clay, <laughs> sticking it on the side. It's like a snowman with a fishing pole. <laughs> but uh, this is what she wants. That's <laughs> not that funny, but for some reason, I also think. I mean, Jarzak's got the fishing gear. He could make that happen. It's like Frosty the Snowman, and then you guys would have your own little fishing Flashy bowl. The fisherman. Yeah, I still haven't caught fisherman. anything. And he'd be following you guys around. Your pet goal. Yeah. I don't think Kick the Click would appreciate it, but yeah. he also doesn't sleep. Um, okay, <laughs> and so, yeah, with that, the door slides open, and before you is uh, like a, a, a large stairwell that descends deep into what appears to be a well-lit and pretty cool and damp structure. Uh, it definitely goes deep beneath the earth as the stairs descend down at least 50 feet. But like the walls have that kind of dewy sweat to them, though the walls themselves seem to be made of marble. Um, there occasionally is like a mossy kind of patch stuck to the walls, some sort of like little fungly kind of little patch, but nothing that shows like um, a lack of use of these halls or anything. It's just the waters here must be so full of life and so rejuvenating that like things are just growing anywhere they can possibly grow. Um, it's not like some sort of a jungle down here or anything, but, you know, again, pockets of mosses and grass and stuff like that, occasional mushrooms. But I'll say this much. Uh, could I get a perception check from everybody? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Norhill can get a six. I beat you with a two. 17. Klika also got a six. Oh, oh, two plus two. I got a four. Look at that. Oh, okay. Well, now that you got the four, no, I'm just kidding. Yes. So with a 17, uh, what's the marching order of the party? Norhill's taking point, uh, ten, testing every stairs. He goes down with the hammer side of the hook hammer. Damn it. All right. Well, a giant rock trap falls from the sitting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Garzak's in the back. Um, fair enough. And it sounds in the middle somewhere. Yeah, click will be up front too. Okay, so as the uh, two of you begin walking down, uh, Anton catches the sound somewhere deep at the bottom of the stairwell as you guys first begin to descend. You hear the sounds of people talking, but also the sounds of very like gentle splish splashing in water as if like some giant open room with like wading pools is being tread through. 
nobody sounds hostile or anything, but it just sounds like murmurings as if people are talking. Anton raises his hand, he says. I believe there are others down there. Be on guard, but I'm not sure if it's an enemy. And with that, the giant metal door slides shut behind you guys. Okay. So, with that, what would the party like to do? So, are we going down like an open staircase right now? Uh, no, I mean, it's walled in. It's like uh, like basement stairs, basically. There's just walls on each side. It's about 10 feet wide at the widest. But again, like all marble. Uh, Norhill is going to follow Anton's suggestion, and he's going to walk uh, on guard, but not openly hostile. Did you want to move stealthily? I can try. Hey, if you want to. I don't know, man. Clearly, you passed the test to enter, so I don't know what these guys got to be mad about. Well, I got a nine to at least try to be quiet to move downstairs. Was that a disadvantage because your armor? That was a disadvantage because of my armor. <laughs> well, I mean, Norhill's apparently the only one walking stealthily. Is anybody else going to try to be quiet, or did you guys want to just walk? Kiko will try and be quiet and get a seven. Well, I think I... Yeah, I got a three. (laughs) I got a nat one. (laughs) I got a nat one as well, which is very unfortunate, because you guys were that close to getting through this, being like... Wait. But... Did I roll two dice? They're just splashing and we're just running down the stairs. <laughs> it's like that freaking stomp. Yeah, you rolled that disadvantage for some reason. Do you have armor that gives you disadvantage? Oh, yeah, I have scale mail. Yep. Sure do. Let's go. Very well. And so, yeah. Hold, okay. hold so on. <laughs> Shouldn't it be a roll off for the two nat ones? Isn't that really the only thing that's stopping us? I mean, I would say that Jarzak is very loud, and obviously anybody with ears can hear him, but because they fumbled on theirs, they don't hear jack shit anyway. Like, they're so engaged in their own conversation, the loud banging could have come from the kitchen. They don't, they're not, they're not treating it like a hostile noise. The fumbles cancel out. Excellent. <laughs> there you go. I guess that's what I get for revealing that I got a fumble as well. Um, but with that, uh, yeah, so you guys walk uh, to the bottom of the stairwell. And once you reach the bottom here, there is a pretty, I don't want to say it. It's like a like a balcony sort of landing that overlooks a giant wading pool. To your left and to your right out here, it's all well illuminated with uh, torches and, and the uh, sconces here. Um, but you guys can see this is like a full sanctum down here. There's, you know, a series of rooms to your left that seem to be like a barracks or something as the rooms seem to just be like typical doors. But at the very end are two reinforced doors. And this is the same case for both sides, both left and right. But directly in front of you is like a railed sort of like a overlook that looks into that giant wading pool. And so when I say that it's a giant wading pool, I mean, it's like at least, I don't know. 80, 90 feet wide, and it's just a gigantic square chamber here with a huge statue of Yira sitting at kind of like the backside of it. Um, there's stairwells that lead down into it, but you guys can see from up here on the stairs coming down into it that there appear to be like five people hanging out in the waiting pool, 
and one of them seems to be in the center speaking and looking towards the statue of Ira, and the other four of them seem to be kind of just like encircled around him and joining in in whatever kind of chanting that they seem to be doing. Um, again, this place seems to be in pretty good condition, um, but yeah. Can Anton tell like what kind of like can you get an idea of what kind of chanting they're doing if it's just like a basic prayer um reading a specific scripture can you get any sense of that i mean it's in the common tongue so as you guys kind of sit here and listen in for a little bit um it does sound like i mean specifically they're openly like chanting praise towards zero the healing waters and the praise uh that they offer her is for selecting them above everyone else of Ascabellum or the avian people to be given the gift of water and as they chant uh, the one in the middle who seems to have the most prestigious looking robes. Again, they all look kind of like cerulean with some teal fringes and whatnot. Very fancy watery looking robes here. But one of them with a conic sort of tip to his hood lifts his hood back and his bald old man head covered in all the little spots there. He uh, holds his hands open wide to the statue of Ira and he says, I hear her speaking to me. And as he kind of holds his hands open there, you can hear the four individuals who seem to be behind him sort of kind of saying praise to him. And one of them uh, sings out and he says, Hierophant Halti, what does she say to you? And he holds his hands wider and kind of kneels down in the waiting pool, which the height of the pool itself is probably about six to eight inches, enough to make it difficult to tread through, but not enough to be like, you know, slogging. But he says, she tells me she is hungering for more the blood of the infidels, those who have invaded these lands. She, she needs them to be punished. Yes. Let us go now. Uh, I heard they have one of them imprisoned. Let us go. With hearing that, Jar's asking, I... Look to the priest. How far are we from them? <laughs> You're just going to shoot an Eldritch Bolt down there? No. <laughs> Something <laughs> else. Very well. Um, from where you guys are standing, did you stay on the stairs or did you want to go to the railing? Because the railing is like 20 feet from the stairs. I think I would have gone to the railing. Yeah, yeah. Norhill's probably standing at the railing to get a better view of what's going on. Okay. If you stand at the railing, they will see you clear as day, as you will only be about. 70 feet away from them? Uh, I, could, I could be on the stairs. That's fine. I cast uh, Phantasmal Killer on the priest. Okay. So uh, <laughs> do I have to make a, a saving throw for this wonderful spell uh, that we all love? Wisdom save. You tap into the nightmares of a creature you can see within range and create an illusion manifestation of its deepest fears, visible only to that creature. They must make a wisdom okay. saving throw. On All a right, fail, they become where, frightened. I was going to say, this is where this gets a little bit tricky. And you said it was a wisdom save? Yeah. I mean, he's a priest. I'm sure he I was iffy on doing it because he is a priest. But yeah, let's see. Nah, he's, he's, nah, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's got no faith. He's only here because it logically makes sense. There must be a goddess of water. He has only intelligence. Well, I mean, I got a 19. So, and okay. then this is Saber Suck. Yep. Phantasmal Killer. 
some words in French. Fa 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 fa. So, uh, what was the verbal component that you tossed in there? It was whispered, and they didn't hear it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, you can just say that. Yeah, it's like saying you didn't damage it on lethally. You could just say you whispered your somatic component or your verbal. Verbal, component. yeah, no oh. problem. You know that makes my job a lot easier. So with that. Um, they turn around to you guys standing here as they hear Jarzak say something to get that guy's attention with the spooky killer thing. And as they look back in your direction, um, can I get a... Ooh, this is going to be tricky. Uh, can I get a perception check? Ooh, 14. 17. 13. So 17, 13, what did I say here? 18? 19. Dang. And then what'd you get, Jarzak? Uh, 14. Okay. Um, so we got 18 was the highest. 19. And what did you get, Anthony? 13. Okay. So Klika and Anton, uh, when the guy with the big conical hood pulls the hood back up as he sees you guys back there over the railing looking down at him, uh, for a split second, it kind of looks like this guy has giant, like, razor-bladed, like, gouges on his neck, as if some strange skin flaps exist on the sides of his neck. But he pulls up the hood really quickly, sort of hiding everything of his face, except for, like, a little bit that kind of shows out in the ghostly light of the sconces inside of here in the chamber. And with that, um, the leader of the group, as the other guys just kind of gasp in like fear of whatever the hell just happened up on the railing, he holds his hand up and he points and he says, who are you? And why are you here in the holy sanctum of Ira? I am called Norhill Hammerstone and I've come to unravel the mystery of Ira's fate. And with that, the individual cronies start to kind of giggle amongst themselves. Whoa, 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 whoa. And with that, the high priest says, um, the mystery of her fate, she is here, as he sort of swings his arms around, sort of revealing the pool that they're all standing within, and he says, clearly, she is here, and given the gifts to those who are worthy. What is this mystery you speak of? Can Anton still get a sense of whatever was pulling him? Is that still here? I mean, I'm not going to say it's pulling you any more than it was, like, five minutes ago, okay. but now that you're here, Starting to feel like some funky juju. I speak of the fact that the rains no longer fall upon the land and parch it into an inhospitable desert. And with that, they all kind of chuckle some more, going, whoa, 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 whoa. He says, that is because they are not worthy of the love of Ira. They have turned on those ways and joined the conquerors of Azkabellum. Serves them right. Everyone is worthy of Ira's blessings. That's kind of what she's all about. That's what He's we just learned from the puzzle at the door upstairs. The, the uh, rivers and the rains don't discriminate. All are welcome. And then with that, they all kind of keep giggling to themselves. And the high priest says, these are the old ways. Ira has given up on such frivolous ideas. Expending water to those who don't deserve it. This is foolish. 
Would you give wealth to those who would spend it in ill ways? Are they deserving? Anton does all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot. Wealth yeah, is yeah, made yeah. to be spent. How do you Investing know of these with things? Of, suppose the new way of era. Who are you? I am the Hierophant. I rule this city, and I am in charge of this temple. I am speaker and ear to Ira herself. She speaks to me, and I tell my congregation all she has to say. I am the bringer of the rain, and I am keeper of the floods and the waters here. My flock are devout, and we will not be trifled with by strangers. Why you got weird fish gills flaps? How about that? He kind of slowly like tilts his head a little bit and he starts to laugh a little bit to himself and he says, blessings of the goddess. Truly, I am most deserving of all gifts she has to offer. And speaking of offerings, I think her meal has arrived. And with that, Let's roll for initiative, as it seems our Roby boys seem to be getting ready to do something about it. I don't even fucking know. Oh, yay. <laughs> so, Roby boys got 10 and 15. Coming got... in hot with a six. <laughs> I got three. <laughs> or, Bleak oh, with 15. Very good. Let's roll off. <laughs> Just a flat D20, right? Yep. I got a four. I got a 12. Okay, so you're high 15. Hierophant is the low 15. Then the wizardly boys. And then what was it? Who got eight? No one. It's a Norhill. Trizak with a four. Anton with a six, four, three. Right. Okay. Okay. So then, yeah, it goes Klika, Mages. Norhill, Jarzak, Anton. Perfect. Okay. So what does Klika do? Uh, bonus action Shadow Blade. Naturally. And how high up are we on the railing? About 30 feet. Uh the railing overlooking, it's only about 15 or so feet. All right, yeah. Klika will just hop over the railing. Okay. You gonna take that damage? Yeah. <laughs> if you do an acrobatics or an athletics check, I'll let you not take it. But just this one time. I got a soft 20 on the acrobatics. Nice. Oh, you splash in the water delicately, and the water feels warm and inviting, almost soothing to your ankles, or I guess in your case, up to your knees. Good. Good. And then Clico will close the <laughs> distance. Uh, is she able to get in base contact with anybody? Um, let's see. Because they were uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 feet away. So unless you can travel that hot 70 feet. Okay. Uh, then So if she closes 30... I mean, I'll tell you what, if if you would double move, is that what you're trying to do? 
No, I'm not going to double move. Uh, Fair enough. If she closes 30, they will be uh, 40 feet away, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, she'll just uh, give her Shadow Blade a huck a chuck at the uh, High Priest. Very well. Okay. Are you going to one shot him? That's a 15 because it's at disadvantage. Okay. That is a hit. Excellent. Good old meets it, beats it. So that is 13 psychic damage. And gum. How much? 13. Perfect. Okie dokie. Then it goes to all the pile of mages, or did you have anything else? Nope, mage time. So with that, the four magelings here, uh, they all begin to like scurry to the sides. Um, I imagine you ran up. I mean, uh, yeah, you didn't run up. Uh, so with that, they part, and our friend the big mage steps forward a good 15 or so feet, and as he does, he begins to like pull his hands apart, and you see a small cloud forming in his hands, and as he kind of pushes his hands together, a giant silvery blade made seemingly of ice comes to a form in here, and he holds it in one hand, and he aims at all of you, and he says, you fools thought you could enter such a place so boldly and come out of this alive? Fools. As he cracks it open in front of him, a shower of ice and coldness erupts and flies directly out in a giant cone of suspiciously coldness. Um, so let's go ahead and get a constitution saving throw from everybody. Oh no, fancy men are weak to the cone of coldness. Can I counterspell that? Please, Ray. Can you what? Counterspell that. Yeah, by all means. <laughs> so 20. because Cone of Coldness is a fifth level spell, doesn't that mean you have to do the fancy check? Mm, yep. I think, right? Yeah. And the check is, what, 10 plus the spell's level versus yeah. your spell level check? Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, I only got an eight. Okay, yeah, so it goes off. Oh, shit. All right, what did we get on our wonderful little... Uh, I got a 20. I got a 26. Oh, is it con save? Perfect. Yep. 26 as well. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I did real good too, guys. T- 12. <laughs> <laughs> so Jarzak stops picking his nose and says, Wait, what do you say? <laughs> Is everybody ducks for cover? Um, okay, well, here we go. So with that, we get to see our first big boy spell used in the campaign, other than what you guys got, right? No, I tried to use my big boy spell and it failed. <laughs> you know, it would have been great if it worked. Going back to casting darkness and fly. <laughs> <laughs> it never failed me. All right, so let's see. We got uh, 36 points of damage for Jarzak, 18 for everybody else. Oh, no. 
Darling, how are you feeling? One might call me bloody. Okay. <laughs> my, my, look at all this blood. And so with that, our friends in the group, uh, our friend, the Hierophant, seems to start cackling wildly as the the freezing cold of the room seems to bone chill as the uh, little spines stick in everybody's skin. And he starts to cackle madly. And as he does, everybody who heard about the fish gills, thanks to Klika, sees on his neck, just like widely expanding gills on his neck, just start to like... <gasps> and so with that... Our friends, though, our friends, our little mages here, all begin to do, 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 uh, rush forward as well. And each of them starts to yell out different callings for Era. And our whole party of four here, can I get a dexterity saving throw from each and every single one of you? Those who are behind the railing uh, get it. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, behind cover. I'm trying to think cover rules because of the, uh, the railing here. Not advantage on saving throws, right? It's just armor class. If we can't figure it out in two seconds, I'm not giving it to you. Hold on, I can Google it. Hold on, hold on. Cover. Cover. Nobody's got cover. All right, here we go. Half cover, plus two to AC and dexterity saving throws against attacks, and the effects originate on the upside side. All right, so yeah, plus two on everybody's deck saving throw behind the the railing. Uh, So that means I got a 13. Oh no, what's Kliga going to do without that plus two? Now she only has a 24 instead of a 26. You know what? 22. Shut up. And what did you get, Anthony? Uh, 13. Damn. Okay, and what did Anthony get? He got an 8. He got a what? <laughs> I got an 8. Kona cold activated his arthritis. <laughs> oh no! Brings back bad memories. No. So, with Anton and Norhill and Jarzak all being up there, I imagine close enough together. I don't think you're all spread out on the railing here. Nobody specified. So my assumption is the giant ball of water that splashes up there like some sort of like hydrochloric acid or something just splats and sizzles on the armor and skin of everybody up there. So with that, uh, Norhill, you take four points of acid damage and everybody else within shot of him takes four points. Um, So I'll just, I'll tell you what, I'll just give it to Jarzak. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, who was standing next to who? I mean, did we all go to the railing? I, mean, I know Anton definitely went to the railing. Jarzak said he cast it from the stairs. Yeah, yeah, Jarzak said he was standing on the stairs, and I remember Norhill's. I specifically said Norhill was at the railing. Well, fair enough, Jarzak. You escaped the four points of damage. Unfortunately, now Anton takes the four points of damage, and now Anton, the glob that hits you, deals five. So you and Norhill both take five. Wait, so I took five and four, or just five? Yep, you both took the full splatter. So we take both damages. Yep. Okay, so we And that is the end of their turn, with everybody now within about 60 feet of everybody else. Uh, So since they moved up to 10 feet, that means Kleek is actually within 30 of all of them. Mm -hmm. They've now spread out a little bit, but not enough to give any actual real distance. It's basically head priest in the middle, two on either side. 
Are so, any of them within five feet of each other? Or are they, they all... I was going to say, for the intents of this, they're all within five feet of each other. Okay, cool. But now it goes to Norhill, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Norhill is also going to vault over the railing and attempt that athletics check to avoid falling damage. Do you imagine? Falls unconscious. Turns out the pool turned to ice and he just fucking uh, hits it instantly 15. slips. What did you get? 15. Excellent. Okay, so yeah, you jump over with a splash, absorbing much of the fall. Okay, uh, so how much movement do I have left after that, and how far away is the Hierophant from me? I mean, I didn't take it from Kalika because she got the successful check, so I'm not going to take it from you either. You get your full movement. The uh, Hierophant now is 60 feet from the railing, so you're 60 feet away. I can't get there, even with a dash. No, you can't. Don't you have that charge ability from your fancy helmet? Yeah, but that doesn't give me extra movement. That lets me knock people down. I, I'm a dwarf. I can move 50 feet on a dash. I mean, I would give you the angry 10. <laughs> the angry uh, yeah, 10. So I'll, I'll use my uh, action to dash and expend uh, the use of the Helm of Steel brand to try to knock the uh, Hierophant prone. Why would uh, I take that yeah. from you? Like, why would I take that of all things from you? As the water starts to slowly kind of freeze a little bit, you just come slushing through it like a fucking steamroller, just yeah. ducking down. Uh, the so let's see. Uh, he has disadvantage on this uh, DC 14, DC 14 strength saving throw. He can't be wise and strong. Yeah, because it turns out he's just jacked. Stops Norhill in the water. Like, fuck out of my house. Just, yeah, tosses him down, takes off the robe. He's just ripped. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. No. He's hot. Oh. <laughs> I got a 10. My lord. My body uh, is so the temple. Prone, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to action surge uh, so that I can attempt to attack him twice. Jesus. Uh, and I have advantage because he's prone. You know, that helmet comes in handy. Uh, 23 to hit? I think he got him. This poor old man laying there on the ground. Please. <laughs> uh, that's going to be 13 points of piercing and lightning damage uh, from the Nomad Choke Hammer. Does do okay. bonus damage because he's in water? Now. <laughs> already knocked off the water. Which, by the um, way, he's got one of those tennis ball walkers that he's got going, so nice job, Norhill. Yeah, uh, the second attack is going to be a 19 to hit. Okay. Yep, and nice. I'm going to turn this into a maneuvering attack. Of course. Uh, so by spending a hit die, I'm going to do a little extra damage. And okay. I'm going to shout at Klika, Klika, get up here! Uh, you can move uh, half your speed uh, without provoking any attacks of opportunity if you want to spend your reaction. I already spent it doing Counterspell, unfortunately. Okay. You want to yeah. say anybody else instead? Am, am I close enough to be shouted at? <laughs> anybody who can see and hear me, so, yeah. D Drawjack, get your butt over here. We can run to the railing. And I run to the railing. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yes? You're like, something need doing? <laughs> Job done. Uh, and that's going to be 19 points of piercing and lightning damage. How much? 19. Okay. I also just realized now 
Um, Jarzak, you didn't lose any damage from that cold of coldness because apparently you were on the stairs. So go ahead and reverse that damage. That didn't happen. I wouldn't normally take that away, but that was a chunk of damage. So half my health, over half. That's why. That's why I'm like I would feel bad letting that one slide when I knew about it. Like five points, three (laughs) points. eh, You were out of the way. Fuck you. You still take it. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm a fair DM. So anyway, are you done beating on my poor innocent old man? He, you uh, smacked yep. the cane out of his hand. His dentures that fly across the room. That is the absolute amount of action economy that I can have. Wait, he has a cane and a walker? Yeah, he's fucked. So he, he also has a picture of his but grandkids. It's, it's not a cane and a walker. It's just a convertible. Actually, <laughs> I, I knew out. people who kept a cane on a walker. So like if they need Me to go too. someplace, yeah. yeah now that checks out. So with that, that he holds sad. up the picture of his he holds up the picture of his grandkids. Um, and what does Jarzak do now? Are his grandkids cute? No, they're actually really ugly. Little gargoyle looking fuckers. <laughs> they're just uh, fishes. They're uh, little gargoyles. Minnows. Oh man, they're like the they're like the fishmen from Shadow Over Inzma. So if I like Go a normal like a normal person take the stairs. How long would it take me to get to one? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you wanted to go down the stairs from where you're standing, it's uh, 10, 20, 30, and then going down the stairs is another 30 feet. So it'd be 60. I get you to the bottom. Okay. Is there anywhere along there that I'm within 15 feet of any of them? No. Okay. Huh. That's good. Okay, I use my bonus action move to move 30, and I use my regular move to move another 30. Is this the stairs or jumping over? The stairs. Okay. And that's 60. I was going to say, your total distance from them now is about 30. Are we counting your free movement that Norhill gave you too? Yeah, right. no, that's already. Yeah, he's at the railing. Okay. Okay, so I moved sixty, and I need another thirty. Um, wait, how? If he was at the railing and and then jumped... he went all the way to the end of the stairs. Oh, the okay. Stairs. He went down. Okay, yeah. I cut off a little bit because going down the stairs fast. I'm like, I'm not going to count all that. It's like the angry ten for Nor for Norhill. I'm like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Well, in stickler about that case, if it's, it. if it's actually 90 away, I will not do that. And jump the rails. Yeah. Do an I'd, ollie. I'd... Hey, man, if you want to do a sweet check and slide down the railing, I'll give you uh, the half speed, which would leave you with 15 left over. Perfect. Do a flip. Yeah, I do that. Do a flip. Is there any cool thing that you do to do the slide down that? I just take the metal glove and I'm like, well, can't burn my hand now. And I put it down and slide. Instead, instead, it's just nails on the fucking chalkboard marble. The whole way. Just, <laughs> just the, the whole everyone's watching fuck. me. Gets stuck like halfway, loses like to friction, has to start scooting. The gauntlet <laughs> slides off. Just bony arm exposed. Like, yeah. The, the priests are all just like, what the fuck is that guy? To go, oh no, I'm not supposed to get it wet. 
Just a centipede crawls out. Okay, so uh, what did you want to roll for the use of the gauntlet here? Are you going to use athletics uh, or charisma? Or something? Because I'm oh, really persuading so... the railing. Yeah, the railing forgets about friction for a hot second. <laughs> no, what are you what are you uh, rolling for? Constitution yeah, a, on my hand a, burning. <laughs> I mean, I'll give you a concept. Yeah, I'll give you a con check to just like belly slide on it. That's fine. Let's do it. Just the friction on your gut. But if you fail, you like roll down the rest nat of the way. Tw- nat 20. I'm, I'm just yeah. doing spins on my stomach all the way down. <laughs> you you, you uh, bark like a seal halfway down. Just... So you Channels. reach the bottom and with the uh, additional speed you have left over, you jog up the extra 15, leaving you 15 away from the whole group of mages, including a knocked prone old man with um, a crossword puzzle in his hands and a small visor on his head. And all, all the mages are cluttered together? Well cluttered. How, far, how far apart are they? It's like 25 feet across the line of them, but they're are all they? within five feet of each other. All right. Okay, so there are a few that I could get within a 15. Yeah, like a cone. Yeah, or a sphere, you know. I cast darkness on three of them. Fair enough. Okay, so Norhill is right outside the edge of the darkness as the old man is inside the darkness now. I, if I could do three of the mages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, one of the little mages, second little mage, and the head mage was laying on uh, his back on the ground. Okay, that's fine, yeah. So, with that, um, is that it for your actions? Yep. Okay. Well, Anton, it's the big day. And jump Ooh. the rails. Anthony's going to cast Flaming Sphere. <laughs> Doesn't even break the just slips forward over it. Are you throwing a Flaming Sphere into a giant pool of water? Yes. Is it still going to work? Because I, I don't want to be the DM and be like, I feel uh, like it might extinguish I mean, in a giant pool of water. It hovers. Fire spells work fire. perfectly fine underwater. It hovers oh. off the ground. Why would the water underneath it affect it? I didn't know it hovered. I assumed it rolled around because it knocks people down. Oh, I always imagined it hovering. Uh, I'm trying to I see. Just, I thought it was some Katamari Damashi stuff and just rolling around picking people up. It honestly doesn't say if it hovers or not. Doesn't have the soundtrack for that. Okay, so with that, yeah. As the, <laughs> that's some old G4 right there. But um, with that, okay, yeah. So you, you toss a giant flaming spear over there. What was the plan for this? I was going to just try to have it like hit the other mages first, get them out of the way, and then go for the head. So the range of it is 60 feet. Um, and as your bonus it? action, you can move it up to 30 feet. Mm-hmm. Are you just sending okay. it into the darkness? I was just going to kind of, yeah. As it comes rolling out on fire. Like a bowling pin. Like a, bowl, like a bowling ball. Like, like a bowling pin. I like that imagery more. It just wobbles out. It's uh, shaped like a bowling pin. <laughs> so that a giant flaming bowling pin arrives in the darkness. <laughs> or does it arrive in the darkness? Which side are you going from first? I didn't think I was going from the darkness. I think it, I think it would go into the darkness. You guys have positioned a go- lot of hazards on the field in one turn. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? At least it's easy to keep track of all of it. Um, so so it they do have to take a and... dex. They have to take a dex save whenever. Yeah. 
Uh, what's the actual uh, saving throw value? I got to beat. 14. Okay. So uh, with that, mage number one gets bonked. Mage number two survives. Mage number, the downed mage, uh, prone mage. Is there any rule about deck saves when you're prone? I'm pretty sure you have Don't you fail. Or... That's why I'm like, there's got to be a fail, thing, thing, right? I'm like, that's got to be a thing. Okay, D D five E from. No, it just says uh, attack rolls. Okay, so with that, he's able to roll around with that picture of his grandkids, um, and he fails on the saving throw. And then the last two mages also fail their saving throws. So one cheeky bastard in the line managed to jump in the darkness away when he felt the warmth, but everybody else takes the damage. So why don't so, you roll the damage for... Well, I guess, you know what? I'll let you choose. Did you want to roll it for each one individually? No? I'm pretty sure the way that Flaming Sphere works, it's uh, it deals damage individually, not in a burst, like Fireball. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. So... Just didn't know if we wanted to roll the five attacks in one round, but go for it. Damage time. 2d6. Let's go. Unless you got a bonus because you're higher level. One of them was nine. I'm just trying to figure out because one of them gets half damage because they've saved. So I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second one. So what'd you get on the first one? Nine? Nine. Okay. Second one, I got seven divided by two, which is Three. three. Okay, next. Eight. Okay. And the last one? Ten. Oh, actually, sorry. There's supposed to be five of them, right? Yes. The final so one got Nine, six. three, eight, and ten. And what'd you get for this, this one? Six. What? Six. Okay, cool. All righty. So, um... The one of the ones in the darkness and the one on the farthest edge look bloodied already. Uh, the old man looks bloodied as he got run over by a giant flaming ball. Uh, the other <laughs> ones don't look as wounded by it, but the screams and terror and the smell of burning fabric seems to uh, fill this very damp air as it comes cruising out of the darkness, burning globe of light. Or, sorry, bowling pin. Yeah, but so I could totally see it's on a bowler. He just has how he preps. Just a little ball forming his hand just under. <laughs> um, you still that's, have a that's the twinkle toes and everything like the Flintstones. Yeah, like the Flintstones. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As the bowling pin on fire comes cruising through the darkness, uh, but you still have a movement if you'd like to jump over the edge or start running downstairs. No, oh, Anton's much of a jumper. I think he'll go for the stairs. <laughs> Okay, so you start running 30 feet to the stairs and you make it to the top yeah. of the stairs, not going down yet. Perfect. Just, you know, so that now, ball lasts a minute. So I'm trying to... As long as you got concentration, the... right? Yeah. I'm sure they won't target you. Um, so now, uh, goes to Klika at the top of the round. Yep. Okay. So. Klika is going to move so that the uh, Hierophant and one other mage are both within five feet of her okay preferably the other mage isn't in the darkness so okay so you move up to jars uh to north hill's right side yeah um 
And then she is going to twin spell booming blade. So she'll make an attack at advantage against the Hierophant on the ground first. Okay. That's a 25. To hit? Yeah. That's good. That's 26 damage. Jeez. What about the other guy? Let's see. Uh, 12 to hit? Or is it... How illuminated is it in this area right now? It's pretty illuminated with the ball. I was going to say, whether a giant flying well, bowling if, ball. if it went all the way to the end... <laughs> that guy is five feet from you. So the, the smoldering heat of this giant bowling pin uh, is... No, technically, if there's five people... I, the Hierophant's in the direct middle, and then I'm at the guy with, on one of the outer edge, and the bowling ball went all the way to the edge. So, 10 feet. Yeah. The illumination of the ball is 20 feet. Yeah, it sure is. Okay, so does a 12 hit? Just dip your blade into the darkness. <laughs> what was the attack on it? 12. Uh, 12 is actually good enough. Thank goodness. Dudes in robes, man. Like, I don't... And that's 25 damage to that dude. He uh, is sundered. This man is a broken man. He is a dead man. Okay, and then Clico will spend another sorcery point and uh, bonus action and do green flame blade against the Hierophant. Okay. That's a 26. Uh, let me roll damage. 29 damage. And gum. You said 29 damage to him? Yeah. How the fuck did you pull 29 damage out of Green Flame Blade? Well, with Shadow Blade, it's 3d8 for the Shadow Blade, plus 1d8 for Green Flame Blade, so that's 4d8, plus my mod, because Shadow Blade counts as a dex weapon, so that's plus 5. And I rolled a 5, a 7, a 4, and an 8 for 24, mm-hmm. plus 5 is 29. Do you get bonus damage on the Shadow Blade if it's shadowy? No, I just get to roll at advantage if it's dark. Very good. I just want to know the, the thing I'm being fucked with is my mm. question here. Um, it's, it's the whole gimmick of this combo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I, I'm very well acquainted with it. I just like to have him spell it out to everybody who's interested in why every character I make. is wreath and booming energy, too. Yes, and a little <laughs> on fire. Uh, if let me read the uh, green flame real quick. Uh, I mean, he's dead. Is the the no, point I, I want to get Yeah, I, I can't see the creature in the darkness within five feet of him, so it doesn't matter. So the flames from the green flame blade don't bounce, but yeah, so he takes twenty nine. Fair enough. Yeah, he's dead. So. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. Uh, and so with that, uh, so what does the kill look like from your wonderful power combo? Uh, Klika just quickly moves up next to Norhill. Feels really bad that she wasn't able to uh, counterspell uh, the Kona Cold that hit him and Anton. It's like, I'll make it up to everybody. Just takes the Shadow Blade, cuts down 
the guy next to him and then spins around and just brings it down through him as well. Very nice. And so with that, as he begins to uh, try to call for Ira, you sense the water starts to rise like almost to a foot. And as he gurgles over the water, as it kind of raises above his head, the water slowly begins to recede as he was like trying to raise the water level pretty high in here. But yeah, he just lays there gurgling in bed. And with that, the, the leftover um, mages... The waters of Europe belong to everybody. And so with that, the three remaining mages begin to shriek in what appears to be terror. And one of them says, Kill the light priest! Uh-oh. Well, two of those mages are in complete darkness. And, and one with, of them's well, and with pretty Anton far away. Moving down the stairs, wouldn't they be lined up between the darkness and that last one so they couldn't really see none of them could yeah, see I mean, me or the Anton. ability for them to see him at that point is going to be pretty tricky with the stairs um but i'll make it work okay. <laughs> i think i can pull it off just run pl- past clica and you know, norhill to try and get hands on past the darkness <laughs> don't worry guys i got this i'm killing anton you can throw your little power combos all you want but when i kill your healer you're fucked so anyway I power kill the healer and the <laughs> oh, <game>. no. <laughs> Why? That's not nice. I already nearly died like from three bosses. Okay. Yeah, you're lucky on this one. You hid behind a wall. You cast a spell and ran to hide. This one was a mini boss. That's what Anton did. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh... Okay. Um so now the leftover mages, I guess the guys who are in complete darkness are gonna be making uh, attacks at disadvantage, right? It, if they have That's some sense. idea of where Anton is now that he moved and everything, I mean, it's like... If, I mean, they're going to just start hurling things at this point. The one okay. guy who has an idea is going to try to run past you. Do you have a reaction this round? Clica? I do. I haven't used one yet. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We made it a point. The guy with the... Fl- oh, no. That guy is within base contact. It's the flaming bowling pin that's not within base contact with you. So, yeah. Go ahead and get your attack of opportunity as this guy tries to slosh through the water to get to the stairs. How do I get one? Soft 20. He's going to try to run past Kliga. Well, I mean, isn't the rule that if I break the base contact... Yeah, yeah for attacks if, of opportunity yeah, in this one. If you leave our threatened area, you provoke an attack of opportunity unless you okay. are disengaging. So Kalika is the only one who threatens it. So what did you get? 19. Well, oh, 20 good. to hit, 19 damage. <laughs> Very well. So he's wasn't a, It wasn't a hard 20. It was a soft 20 again. So holding up a, a frozen dagger in his hand, he goes to run by you and you just and he falls dead into the water. Kalika said the waters are for everyone. <laughs> you can say it as much as you want it doesn't change it so in in a in a how do i say this in a furious flurry of ice from inside the darkness uh, just a spray of icicles comes shooting out of the darkness so who's in the darkness two mages the dead guy and then uh let's see wait a minute no fucking head priest nope. was obscured by darkness why did i allow that to happen you fuckers pulled something on me. He was in the darkness that whole time. We wouldn't have been able to see him. Oh, yeah. No, Jarzak said that it gobbled him up. Yeah. You know what? 
He comes back to life. No, I'm just kidding. Look at that. So I was you a can nice re roll those I couple attacks at disadvantage. Just roll another dice. Well, it would just be flat because he's down and I know it. Uh, Nor attacked him. Yeah. So I, I just have to get next. Everything. <laughs> I hate this game. This I'm sorry. Is <laughs> this is the problem with darkness. Is you fucked everything up. <laughs> yeah. I'll, thanks a lot, Jarzak. You fucked everything up. <laughs> oh my you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get a Constitution saving throw from from Norhill and from Kleeka. I deserve this. I don't know why you drag Norhill into it though. It's fucked up. I mean, okay, it's a spray. Uh, I got a 19. I got another 26 on my con save. Okay, can you roll another one? Yeah. I got another 26 on my con save. I've rolled only 18s for con saves this uh, whole night. I got an 11 on that second one. Okay, and what did you get on the second one, Klika? 26. Damn. You got 26 twice? I've gotten 26 every con save. Three That's times. Yeah. It's, it. Don't worry, we can all see the rolls. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I just think that's a weird boocher. So with that, Klika takes four points of damage on the first one. And on the second one, holy shnikes, you take seven points of damage. Do they damage and each other? What? the mages do they damage each other oh yeah it's a fucking bloodbath in there but um <laughs> with that the other one attacks uh norhill now the first one was at half damage because you passed right and that means you take seven points of damage and then the second oh. one at full damage is another eight of cold oh good and then i smell that half damage is that so with that the oh water wait was it feet, what kind of damage was it i can reduce one of those by half it was cold uh, yeah, I'll use absorb elements. I'll use my last. Is that a reaction? Yeah. yeah. Oh no! Reaction. Yeah, fuck! I killed that guy. Ha, Damn it, ha, that three guy! Three points of damage. <laughs> no! The candles back. No! But anyway, uh, the waters around your ankles begins to freeze up completely, and you guys hear the sound of a couple of meaty thumps within the darkness. Darzak, who can see in the darkness very clearly, sees that they just like spread hands and shot icicles all over the place in there, both of them shredding each other like paper in the darkness, and fell dead to the ground in the dark. Again, I immediately the dispel the darkness as they, they flop over. That technically Two counts as Klika getting both those there. kills. Klika got all the kills. Nope, I got those too, Klika. Nope. Did you... Did they, you killed so they killed themselves killing Klika. <laughs> as, as oh. Klika That's the pentakill. In- in the uh, the frozen water there, up to her freaking knees, as well as Norhill. I feel like this reminds me of a time we fought a tiger. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah. And so with that, you guys uh, stand here in the watery chamber, now stained with blood. Uh, yeah, and Anton doesn't that. like this. He wants to kind of use the sphere as a way to like get the water back yeah. to kind yeah, of go ahead. temperature. And Cook he, the water he just with your flaming he just death ball mentions them he's like we have to get the bodies out are any of them still alive i think we need no, to they are all very no dead. we gotta get them out of the pool anton starts picking one up and gingerly bringing it out of the pool right, yeah. and then norhill just like you know yeah drags two of them one in each hand click of motions to jarzak to help her move one like 90 pound <laughs> One ninety-pound, extremely old man. Okay, he's I guess too heavy. Yeah, I know he is. He's too heavy for everybody, except for you know Norhill and Anton. Um, 
Can you guys talk when the when the head priest gets onto the side? Yeah, I imagine you guys probably pull them to the stairs. At least out of the water enough where their blood won't just drip into the water. He's going to cast where's my spell? Um, Fireball. No, no. Fuck your temple. I blew up the statue. No, if it's possible, I want him to cast or vivify on the priest. Bring him back to one HP. Do you have a diamond worth 300 gold? Ah, oh, fuck. Do I? I don't think so. Tell me. We're getting this about this fucking spell. God damn it. <laughs> Why will they give it to me if I need to worry about the components? Because yeah, being able to bring someone me. back from the dead is powerful and requires balance in the game. <sighs> yeah. And not no, to mention, in this it, game, no. it's it's not exactly an easy feat, and it's not one that lets people off the hook very cleanly. Have you prepared Speak with Dead? No, I didn't. I was going to try to make him like make amends and just, like re-go to his followers and kind of put Apologize. this bullshit to rest, but he can't do that now. It, it is what it is. The battle is done, and unfortunately... None of them are left alive to answer questions. Uh, there's much we'll probably never know now. Uh, I was hoping to capture one in the darkness, but they uh, they messed that up for us. Nobody told Klika we were guys. trying to take him alive. Nobody <laughs> knew Klika was going to like zip around and take three of them out in one turn. Yeah, Klika. Yeah, it was it was what five six seconds. You three of them gone. How yeah, you animal? <laughs> Have you no shame? <laughs> hey hey, Klika, you did a good job. Okay, Little thanks, soulless thanks, murderer. Thanks for saving us. <laughs> I'm gonna check out the altar thing that they were all around. Yeah, there's just a uh, what's it called a giant statue of Ira here in the uh, in the waters. It seems like she's kneeling here, and she seems as beautiful as any other depiction. This one's like hyper realistic, and when you look at it really closely, it almost looks like just very cloudy ice, as if like this giant block of like solidified water. But as you get closer and look at it, it almost looks like you could put your hand in it. But before you get close to it, can I get a perception check from everybody? Mm-hmm. Uh, Natural one. Uh, Norhill searching the bodies. He doesn't notice anything. Nice. Nineteen. Okay. Click got a fifteen. Click has been doing good on perception today. Oh, nice. I've rolled just out of range to see something every time. What'd you get? Fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everybody but um, Norhill can hear something plunk in the water in the distance behind the statue. Um, but only Anton was quick enough with the draw to look. And you see something very reminiscent of the nightmares and the waters outside of the island of Bonebreak. As you see some sort of like weird amphibious looking like white sort of fleshy like humanoid looking. It almost looks like uh, like an axolotl kind of like slimy rubbery salamander thing just like barely peeking above the water level and just bonk. And as you hear the bonk noise, everybody looks up. He's going to go after it. 
that is where we're going to end the episode. Hey everyone, I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter, or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons. Dungeons.